Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And that's James McMillan. Uh, <laughs> yes! You know what? Thank God you saved me. Because I think you know my brain is vacant right now. Yep. And I was trying to remember, what is it, DJ Rex? The cool the cool guy in Uga's Cantina? Sure. Uga? Uga? Auga? Auga? Good start. Uga. Maybe I'm thinking of my cat. Una's Cantina. <laughs> that would be such a cute cantina. It would. <laughs> oh, that would be the cutest Just cantina. Just little kitten waiters. Aww. Aww. Oh, that's open as of yesterday. The kitten back up. cantina? The kitten cantina at Disneyland is open. Yeah. I think we have a business idea, guys. Yeah, man. Kitten cantina. So wait, all of the waiters are cats? Yeah. They You put little saddles on them and then mm-hmm. there's like a flat... There's still drinks everywhere. Yeah, I've got to say, this this is a disaster. Because they would, would jump work. onto the table to bring you your drink. Maybe Aww. everything's in a sippy cup. Aww. <gasps> Aww. <laughs> All right, how's everyone doing? Ashley, go. My back hoits. My back hoits. Sarah, three, two, one, go. So tired. Yeah, it's the adult life. Mm-hmm. Striving to thrive. But you know what? I have two more days with students at school. Yeah, By the time do. this comes out, yeah, you do. I will be free as a bird yeah man for the summer free to fly yep Good and for you. i have i have something really sad to tell you one yeah. month from today yeah we will already be home from <laughs> disneyland <laughs> what is wrong with you all right that's it <laughs> I just oh my god wanted to mess with james because he can't handle it he starts counting down hours once we're at the park like oh we only have this much time left <laughs> instead of enjoying it so i just wanted to give him a little burst of anxiety so one month from now oh yeah I mean, i'll be just some schmuck without disneyland plans you'll just be mourning disneyland Ugh. yeah it's but the worst it'll be mid-july in oregon yeah it's gonna be beautiful you're right we're gonna have a great summer we're gonna the mask mandates really will be cool gone by shirts. then in Oregon, hopefully. Ma- oh yeah, I I think so. That's like any day now here. It's kind of gone now in a lot of places. Like yeah. Josh's work, he doesn't have to wear one anymore as of yesterday, yeah. and I'm still stuck wearing one at work because we have students and it's like, the school thing. Yeah, yeah. They just they communicated to parents that we would be wearing masks and they would be wearing masks, and it was kind of like what everyone signed off. One on. of the last places to go. We have a total of six students some days like there's actually one class now that has two and Silly. they're both fully vaccinated we could totally safely take them off but if we got caught we'd get in big trouble so yep. we don't exactly it's two yeah. more days we'll survive it it'll be soon unless we don't oregon's vaccination rate is almost to the 70 percent mm-hmm. that we're it's like 69.8 yeah, or something I mean, it's like yeah. any day now that's awesome that's great um my throat hurts really bad uh, from practicing guillotines or guillotines, depending on how you say it in jujitsu. For some reason, people call it guillotine in jujitsu, even though it's pronounced guillotine. Honestly, Whatever. one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone says foyer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, guys. Come on. It's not, it's it, foyer. You don't even have to be fancy about no, it. No, it's just, yeah. that's how you say the word. It's like saying tortilla. Yeah. <laughs> Chipotle. Chipotle. Get yourself a dang quesadilla. Quesadilla. Yeah. It's a unique choke, guys, where it's not a blood choke. So a blood choke, you'd be getting the carotid artery. You fell asleep, right? Okay. This one goes up into okay. your into your trachea. So it's pain. You can fall asleep from it, but it's mostly just a pain response. Okay. And it sucks. That's it. What's it, it called? It's like a guillotine. Oh, right. Or guillotine. Duh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're trying to cut someone's head off with your hands. Yes. That so, sounds bad. Yeah, it sucks. So are you just like sucking on ice chips and taking yeah, it drugs? Just, it just feels like I'm sick, like, yeah. like a sore throat kind of deal. That sucks. But, yeah, that's what I pay them for. Mm-hmm. I was telling Ashley this morning, I'm always slightly dinged up now. Mm-hmm. I either have a slight black eye or bruises somewhere. Yeah. I always have a uh, uh, mat rash, like from rubbing on the mats. Mm-hmm. From it's rubbing on mats. From rubbing on mat <laughs> uh-huh. with my... Mat rash. Yeah. <laughs> pull back there <laughs> oh hey good news i recently reclimbed the i don't know what they're called i should know this route i don't know yeah who climbers out there what's it called route route i don't know that sounds right yeah the one that i did that gave me the bruise that was the size of a watermelon on my thigh that was oh. an impressive bruise yeah and you conquered it well i already conquered it i got i conquered it after i bruised myself mm. 
No problem. But mm. I just finally did it again. And no did, bruise. Did not hurt myself. It's 79 and sunny at not Disneyland. Whoa. And it's 84 degrees in fair at Disneyland. They have a crazy heat wave. Apparently, it's been like pushing upwards of uh, high 90s during the day, too. Yeesh. Yeesh. No. Not Can't fun. Wait. <laughs> at least you don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> nope, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, no, you're the I one that likes heat. Can't wait. Oh, I'm, 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 I love it. <laughs> so, so excited for this trip. Can't yeah. wait. Okie dokie. To kick off today's episode will be our part two on all things garbage related at Disneyland. From your favorite garbage people. Yes, that Hi. is right. Hi. Hi, we're the garbage people. Favorite garbage people. I, I re-listened to the part one, and I like that we <laughs> we had a whole riff about garbage man. And then I missed the point. I was like, you mean garbage person. (laughs) (laughs) I completely forgot that happened. So that was a brand new joke to me. (laughs) It is really weird that we refer to them as garbage men. Well, we don't really. They're custodians. I mean, like the guys that pick up your trash outside the street. That that is still pretty common. Waste collection management. You call them... did the garbage guy come today? Yeah. The gar- or the, even the like trash the car- guy. The trash guy? Yeah. Did the trash guy come today? <laughs> I think I do even worse. I do garbage truck, so the person isn't even factoring <laughs> even in. <laughs> Somehow that's nicer, but yeah, you're you're leaving out the, the human entirely. Hey, you know they get funny? great benefits, so you know. Also, as like I don't necessarily want to interact with everyone's garbage all the time, mm-hmm. but... There's got to be something really satisfying about it. Sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. just, I, I also, like the idea. Also, it's a very physical job. Yeah. You know, you're probably, the day probably flies by. They actually make pretty good money, mm-hmm. oddly enough. And yeah, I don't know. It probably is fascinating to see what people throw away. For sure. Like, you just get to see everybody and imagine how many people mm-hmm. you see every morning oh, on your route. No kidding. You're, where they're running in their pajamas. Yeah. Women with no bra holding themselves together to try and get the trash yeah, out yeah, before yeah. you get there. Yeah, because I forgot. Yeah. James running out with no bra on, trying to get the trash out before. Every Wednesday morning. That's me. Yeah. Dang it, I forgot again. <laughs> Dude, our trash can is oh so full this time. Ugh. <laughs> Poor guy. I would say this is off topic, but it's kind of not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. No. <laughs> right on topic. Well... Let's get back on topic here. Uh, this is part two of our all things trash related at Disneyland and Disney parks in general. And as a reminder, this is part of what makes it so great at these parks because they are clean and they set a standard of cleanliness and they do it in a fun, magical way. And we're doing it Ding. now because June 17th was Global Garbage Man Day. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I was telling you guys pre pre-podcast... This has been like some of my favorite stuff we've talked about, like the the ancillary like support topics. Yeah, the nuts and bolts of how these places are ran. And we have a few other kind of um, similar related things that we're going to talk about in later episodes. But for now, let's move on to part two. All things garbage. Yes. So first up, we'll start with the custodial position itself. Yes. That's going to be what we spend the most of our time on today. Yes. Um, you found some old numbers about how many custodial staff there were at Disneyland. Yeah, the thing, I, the only real article I could find was from five years ago. And at that point, there were 600-ish custodial cast members. Now, obviously, that has to have gone up. Because since then, we have Galaxy's Edge, which is pretty big. And we have updates to DCA, with Avengers Campus, and the like. So, I mean, think of how much update at DCA there is. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, And even, like, Downtown Disney, if you want to include all of that, that's been updated as well. So, there has to be a lot of growth in that department. And so, so it was how many? 600? 600, and that was five years ago. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Just custodial staff alone. Yeah. And then I was reading, like, all the different shifts... You know, because they only work eight hours. Mm-hmm. The park opens anywhere from, what, eight, nine in the morning, something like that? Yeah, depending on Ish. time of year. Yes, depending on what time of year. From Sometimes what I read, they might work longer than eight hours. Okay, so let's assume they, they work even ten hours, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, yeah, like, 
because then they have a, a whole night crew that comes in, mm-hmm. sprays down the streets. They do. I mean, it's a whole yep. a whole thing. Yeah, just like the the overnight crew, it's its own thing with all of the different support programs, not just custodial. Uh, for instance, I read that Splash Mountain is drained of all of its water. To yeah, be we were cleaned. just talking about that. They power wash the streets and sidewalks. They yep. touch up paint, and surprisingly, they replace entire trees or sections of gardens. I knew about the sections of gardens, but can Whoa. you imagine just like, sorry, this tree's dying, get a new one in there tonight. That's nuts. Yeah. Dude, I mean, just to give <clears throat> off topic, but on topic of how fast they make moves at Disneyland, the COVID restrictions were almost entirely taken down in one night. Mm-hmm. The temperature check tents, the social distancing markers, that's a lot. All of the signs for wearing a mask. You can sit on this bench, but you can't sit on this bench. Right. You can eat here, but you can't eat there. It was all through the park. Like, bolted into things. Yes. Not a temporary thing. Right. All gone in one night. The only things that stayed were the California OSHA-required plexiglass things for the cast members. Because mm-hmm. they still have to wear masks and have some COVID protection of some sort. I just realized what I want for my birthday. What's that? I want one of those signs. It's kind of history. Like, it's... It's a once I in a lifetime. I want something that is Disney-branded yeah. COVID yeah. restriction sign. Best Life and Beyond did their last masked social distancing video on the 13th. Mm-hmm. And it was an interesting video because when they put it out, it said, maybe the last day of having to wear a mask, question mark. And I remember thinking... Huh, that's a big assumption. Right. And they even prefaced the whole video with like, we don't have any confirmation from Disney. We don't know anything you guys don't know. But it was like, you have to. Yeah. Someone had to have given you something. Or unless they just saw things coming down. Well, I think what that Katie girl was saying is that it's like, I don't know if you just kind of do the math. Uh, Walt Disney World announces June 15th. Mm-hmm. We're stopping mask and social distancing measures at Walt Disney World. Lines up perfectly with the California Wa- June 15 date. Yeah, June 15 doesn't mean anything in Florida. Right. It only means something in California. Yeah. So Disney's very smart with how they do that. So that was kind of like a roundabout way to let everyone know, like, but without actually putting it out. Mm-hmm. Disney actually never actually put out a statement. Do you know that? No. They never actually said it. They said it on their website and they said it on their app. I, I think I'm right on that. There's There was no Disney Park blog announcement. There's no huh. Disneyland announcement from Instagram, at least what I saw. Yeah. So it was all, they re, they let the bloggers and those people know, mm-hmm. which is why Fresh Baked put, or sorry, Best Life and Beyond put out a pretty confident video. Yeah. We're, we're documenting history, guys. This is going to be the last day that we're here because we won't be here tomorrow on the 14th. Then the 15th, we're pretty sure it's going to be no mess. Again... Haven't been told that. Wink, wink. <laughs> uh, I remember thinking like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then we wake up on the 14th with everyone that does this for a living. Fresh Baked, Best Life, and all the bloggers, all those people going, yeah, it, we we have confirmation this is happening. That's crazy. And then the next day, you know, Mask of Disney. It's such a Pretty huge crazy. move. Huge move. Like that. Yeah. Which just sort of goes to show that this whole thing was not Disney. Right. No. They were doing whatever they had to do per their, the state guidance. Well, and, and they do want to keep people safe. Oh, of they don't course, want to be course. associated with some outbreak. Of That's course a not. terrible no. marketing plan. But I, th- I think now at this point, I mean, you know, you saw some people being a little weary of it or um, critical of it, and everyone has a right to feel that way. But I think there's a good argument to be had that it was a good time to do it. Yeah. The vaccination rate is pretty high in California, certainly, but in the country. Well, and anyone who still feels unsafe. Can yeah. wear a mask. You don't. It's not like it's not even weird anymore. No. no. Like if I see someone wearing a mask and they don't need to be, like it's not being enforced. Yep. I just think, all right, they're more comfortable in a mask. Honestly, I'm more comfortable in a mask sometimes. There you go. Like and walking around it. a grocery store, I I feel better in a mask, and it's largely because I've become very antisocial. Yeah. <laughs> and I run into people all the time, and I just yeah, you can, can hide. avoid them <laughs> seeing my face and knowing it's me. Well, yeah, and that was what I saw, like, all the, the vlogs and, like, documentation of yesterday, the first day welcoming out-of-state visitors back, was that 
it was actually really fun to watch. It started in like the the parking garages and mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. off the buses or whatever, and most people were still wearing masks. And then progressively, as they get to the park, because everyone's like, "Are you sure? Really?" Well, they had to wear them in the parking garage. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and yeah. on the buses. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what it was. Yeah. Right. So was, then they're starting walking towards like the Esplanade, and people are just slowly taking them off. Mm-hmm. And then by the afternoon videos I was seeing, almost everyone wasn't wearing it. But there's still, I don't know, like 10%, 15% even, mm-hmm. of people still wearing them. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, to your point, it's like, I don't know, man, the vaccination's out there at this point, or the vaccine's out there. You, you can go get it. Right. It's whatever, whatever. So well, kudos to them for completely flipping the parks basically overnight. Yeah, no kidding. And they do it every night, man. Yep. And the place is probably pretty disgusting by the end of the day. Oh, for sure. It. Despite how well they maintain it throughout the day, there's probably so much to do in that That last push time. of people flooding out, yeah. mm-hmm. everyone's just on yeah. their worst behavior, probably. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I don't know. I'm always too tired by that point to know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> You're just dragging your blistered, band-aided feet. <laughs> Standing at the the railroad station thinking it's a monorail. <laughs> Delirious. That was my fault. Yeah, well, we all went along with it. <laughs> yeah, so. everyone, including another family. That's right. <laughs> oh, back to trash. Getting back to trash. It, what a way it. to make a living. Getting yeah. Back to trash. So there's three main. Um, what's the word? Uh, shifts. Yes. I'm looking at the word, and I still didn't see it. It's all good. <laughs> three main shifts. For custodial workers, from what I've seen, there are the sweeping routes, there's the trash removal, mm-hmm. and then there are restrooms. Mm-hmm. And all of that includes all of the other things that come along with being a custodial worker, responding to calls, all of the guest interactions that is probably a giant chunk of what they do every day. Right. Um, but you would think at first glance that, you know, Disneyland, it's a theme park, it's hot, there's kids everywhere, there's probably going to be a lot of really nasty, like, personal mm-hmm. yeah. things going on. Like there I, was at the Crystal Ballroom rock yes. venue that we would find? Yeah. So, like, the worst stuff you can think of? Surprisingly, I'm not seeing that there's a lot of that. I mean, it could be part of, like, your daily thing, but all of the personal accounts that I read were very much like, it was just not a big deal. It was fine. Interesting. That's good to hear. Yeah. They're not dealing with just the worst of humanity. Yeah. One person said, I'd have to clean up some stuff from ride vehicles, which was strangely quite fun because you get to go backstage on the rides, which you wouldn't normally get to do. So, like, there's a fun aspect to it, potentially, if you're into that. Oh, yeah. And I bet those custodians, they have access, like you said, to backstage that probably not all cast members get to experience. Yeah. Because why would, if you work in Fantasyland at one of the attractions or something, why would you ever get to go backstage at Splash Mountain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another account that I got, which was specific to the restroom shift, uh, was that I didn't think of, uh, you know, something you never think of, but Splash Mountain restrooms would be insane oh. to clean oh, up. Oh, those yes. restrooms. Because it's right next to Splash Mountain. Everyone's soaking wet. Right. Yeah. There's, they're always constantly mopping up water and there's probably paper and, you know, paper yep. towels everywhere because yep. everyone's trying to dry themselves off yes <laughs> is there any is there any talk about like and not to be gross here but like puke from, yeah from credit coaster or more yeah i mean everything i saw was like you know occasionally you're gonna have to clean up some puke or pee or poo somewhere but yeah. it just doesn't seem to be that big of an issue awesome it's not as frequent as you would think right you have more help than you would expect mm-hmm. and it's just not as gross that's as good. you would imagine. Mm-hmm. So, James, you probably had a worse time at the Crystal Ballroom oh, than custodial staff. Like, so many f- just abandoned underwear, <laughs> just shitty, pissy, pukey garments. And, like, I-, I mean, at least three times I can think of watching a grown man pissing in the middle of the floor. This is at a, a music venue downtown Portland. A grown man taking a leak. <laughs> 2,000 people. Awesome. And from what I remember, all of them were like, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I have to leave? 
Why? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, soon, right now. <laughs> Another fun thing I learned about the custodial staff is about the uniform. And so they have, you know, their button-ups. Yeah. Button-up white. Um, I think there's a couple different variations. Long sleeve, short sleeve. Mm-hmm. Same thing with their shorts, but they're more like culottes. They're very yeah. long. Yes, yes they, they are. are. <laughs> <laughs> but there's shorts versus pants. Some people like to wear the pants because it's less exposure to potentially gross things. All right. But that they are white, 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 mm-hmm. white. And uh, apparently Lillian, Disney's wife, suggested that they wear white, first of all, to help encourage them to take care doing their job Mm -hmm. because you're more likely to take care of yourself and your personal space if you're wearing white you you promote cleanliness in your outfit this is why why i I never all dark clothes all the time (laughs) refuse to wear white i'm wearing a white shirt right now and it's been a disaster all day (laughs) she also thought that the full white costumes would help cast members stand out among the crowds in the park so that people could always recognize oh that's a custodial staff member Mm -hmm. right i can ask them they know everything and they do know everything. They do. Not to go on a side tangent, but they know everything. It's it's like, if I were an old fella, a retired guy, I th- and I lived by Disneyland, I think I would do that. Part-time. Well, it's the same with a, week. a custodian in any building. Oh they God. know all the ins and outs. They, do. they know about everybody's business because like, they're in your business. It's like the janitor in uh, the breakfast club. Exactly. <laughs> he knows all the drama. He yep. knows who's dating who. And right. Who's, I go what's hiding what in the lockers. That's right. <laughs> Do not mess with me. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Moving on to the kind of culture of the job. um, Something that's really great is that from everything I've read, all cast members are in some ways custodial cast members. Mm. It's not something that's, that's not my job. Mm. I mean, think of how many times you've seen someone from one of the stores or someone in guest relations, someone VIP, just picking things up. You see something, you pick it up. Yep. I mean, I've even seen people en route to somewhere, like mm-hmm. walking across, you know, obviously going somewhere else, trying to get across the park, and they'll stop and pick something up. Yep. I bet it's a pretty big deal not to do it. There's something called the Disney scoop, oh. which is a method of quickly scooping up trash on the ground and discarding it while walking yeah, to yeah, and fro. Yeah. Ah. And it's one of the first things that all cast members learn when they work for the company. That's awesome. That's so good. And I love that somebody wrote that it's it's an equalizer of sorts. Um, it's not particularly horrible to be the person handling all the trash because everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it allows them to have pride in your work that you can't really replicate in other places. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's cool. I love that there's the Disneyland scoop. Yeah. Or Disney scoop. The Disney scoop. Yeah. Just the Disney everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is, again, one of the many reasons it makes it different. So like we said, um, they're almost always one of the first points of contact with every guest that comes through. The thousands and thousands of faces every day that walk through. Um, so, you know, they might be in the middle of sweeping or doing another task, but really helping guests is first and foremost for everything that they do. Like we saw on um, that video that was every role a starring role. It's a YouTube video about the custodial staff yeah, and what it's yeah. like to be with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, you know, they, they were their pin lanyards and they were able to That's trade right. pins with guests. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Oh, speaking of, not to interrupt, but the trading pin thing is back as of yesterday. Too. Oh, nice. That's great. There you go. They do that. They take pictures for you, mm-hmm. even though it's not their job. Everything's your job there. Everything's and it's job. Everything's part of what you just do. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Do they? Did you see anything about... Because um, I would imagine that they get assigned to an area. Yes. Now, is that something that they like... You know, say you work there for 10 years or 30 years. Are you in one area the whole time? Or do you kind of float around? So I'll get into that really quickly. <laughs> okay. Or shortly. Um, the other thing so that's really great about the role is that you you become an expert on the entire park like we were saying yep. you have to know where everything is um you have to know where all the nearest bathrooms are where's the nearest pretzel cart yep. mm-hmm. how do you get from one attraction to the other during a crazy time of day or during the slow part of the day or while there's you know construction happening like you know everything oh and i i trust them more than anyone for yeah. those questions of course 
And you trust them more than me? <laughs> Definitely. No. Okay, fine. Now that I think about it, I guess. No, they know more than us. Yeah, you know? okay. They're there every day. It's fair. <laughs> On the plus side, and like you were saying, um, they they do get a lot of variety. So it's not just I work in the crystal arts shop. Right. And that's my territory. I only see this place. I only wear one outfit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of freedom and variety to the job. Uh, so like I was saying, most Disney cast members kind of stay within their own little their own little sections, their own little purviews. Um, and even though they're often trained in different locations, they, they're usually still wearing their the one costume that's specific. So it's not like you're easily transferable around the park. Like there's logistics in mind. So right. having a cohesive uniform, they're able to fill out all these different roles very easily, which they do. They do shift them around a lot. They shift them between restroom shift. Um, Wait, so you're saying that a custodian in Galaxy's Edge is wearing essentially the same thing mm-hmm. as Fantasyland? Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it. I guess that is true. And then, you know, front-facing, behind the scenes, doesn't matter where you are, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what time of year, they're all more or less interchangeable, which allows for that variety of your job. Cool. Like I was saying, they can be indoors, they can be outdoors. You're switching up what you're doing all day as opposed to some more stagnant, located roles. Right. Rad. One of the best things about being a custodial staff member that I saw again and again is that a big part of their job is being able to create joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, guest interaction is one of the main reasons that people go to this position and stay in this position. Yeah. Um, they're able to create happiness and unique magical moments for guests whenever the opportunities arise. So there was an article not an article, a blog post that I saw from a girl named Joanna, and she was a 20-year-old UK university student with the Walt Disney World Cultural Exchange Program, which I didn't know that they had. Oh, cool. So that's pretty cool. So she worked at Walt Disney World for a period of time. And she says, one of the best parts of the role was being able to create magical moments. They were often only small things I did, but it was still magic nonetheless. We were able to give out ice creams, popcorn, and fast passes. My leader gave us some little bags of of pixie dust (laughs) and sparkly light bulbs, which I loved giving out to little children who got so excited when they got to go home with pixie dust. Sparkly light bulbs? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Like replacing light bulbs? I don't know. Huh. Um, Dig into that. So there's lots of opportunities to make magical moments when you're a custodian. And she says, as soon as I started working, or as soon as I started wearing the cast member name tag, even while I was out of costume and in the park for orientation, guests started asking these types of questions. It was amazing. I wore a tag and people immediately knew that I was all knowing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the best part was that I actually knew most of the answers. And I love this story. She says, I'll never forget the first time someone asked me where Indiana Jones was. And I got to direct a guest to one of my favorite rides and it made me surprisingly emotional. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Very cute. I love when they, um, I don't know if you were going to talk about it. I didn't want to say it if you were going to, but when they sweep things into the shape of yes. different stuff, like Mickey heads, oh and then God. they'll have the the water wands, like yep. the brooms that they'll draw stuff. Yeah. So is that in any of this? Ash? Oh, yeah. Like, is that a specific training that they go through for that? Yes, it is. And is, is that for all custodians know how to do that? No. Okay. okay, that's what I would expect. I have a little bit of info on before I jump to that, but that is going to be next. Oh, okay. Um, it seems that overall it's a pretty happy job. I looked at Indeed.com, their data, and overall out of about 1,100 survey responses, it was rated a 4.2 out of 5. Yeah, I saw that actually. So that's cool. People were, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Um, people liked that it was a supportive environment. They have an overall job satisfaction and a clear sense of purpose. Does it give any indication of pay? Yes. So I don't I don't know if it was specific to California or Florida or what, but it was listing a average of fifteen dollars and fifteen cents per hour, which is about twenty three percent above the national average. 
Nice. So, competitive. Yeah. For custodian. For custodian. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Is it, um, is it part of the same union that the other cast members are a part of? I think they have their own union. Because I, I could be wrong, but I think the cast members are part of like a performative union. Yeah, like it's an entertainment. Yeah. yeah, entertainment. Interesting. Yeah, there was a lot of um, really cool stuff about when they had those layoffs. Um, the custodial staff union did a lot of like really huge advocation for mm. their people. And That's mm-hmm. so cool. There was, there was a lot of gathering together and like really fighting for their positions. Been easy for any of those people laid off and furloughed, any of it. I liked seeing this one quote that someone said that the question I probably get asked most of all is Does working at Disneyland ruin the magic of it? Or are you tired of getting, or are you ever tired of the parks because you're there almost every day? My answer to that is a resounding no. Oh, it's good to hear. So I'm sure that's different for everyone, obviously, but. From what I can tell, that's that's an, um, a majority. It's of a the common answer. theme. It's a common yeah. cast members. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even think of like some of the cast members you know, or you like Philander Butler, who's so involved mm-hmm. on a daily basis. He's not just—I don't mean just a cast member. I mean he's so involved in like a a way that most people aren't. Mm-hmm. And his—I mean, it, most of his life is about Disney at this point. And he's just as involved on Instagram, and, you know, he's a fan. Yeah, he still has his, like, little heart flutter moments when yeah. something special happens. Exactly. He, he gets just as excited about the announcements as we do. So I think that, I mean, yeah, that, that, that really does speak to the, the treatment of cast members. Again, no company's perfect. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that had a terrible experience. They felt like they weren't treated right. But we do know a handful now you know a of handful. people who are current or former cast members, yep. and they all loved it. They all loved it. They, As long as you know what it is, yes. I think it's probably fair to say. You know? Like, yeah. it's not yeah, it's not going to pay you 200 bucks an hour. That's, that's obvious. But, um... Yeah, well, that's cool. Keep going, Ash. So one of the other things that's great about it is that you get, especially lately, because this did not used to be a thing, um, you get the opportunity to be a part of a group of people that can do like the water art with their mm. rooms and mops. And um, like, as Sarah was just saying, they can use their broom to completely like create like a little... Like we saw in Flowers... At mm-hmm. the Animal Kingdom, they oh, made that's right. I a, have a really good picture. A of that. Mickey silhouette, yeah, in flowers, like pink flowers. Never, I mean, I haven't even seen that at Disneyland. They did no. a Mickey and a Minnie, and oh, the Minnie had a bow. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, at Animal Kingdom, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So and that was just a really special thing to come upon. You see it all the time. You see it in DCA as well. It's not like it's less like that over there either. Yeah. And okay, so. So what is, like, what's the percentage of the custodial staff that actually does that stuff? So there's nothing about that, uh, but I do know that it's it's very well sought after. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through trainings for this. They specifically train you on how exactly to do all of the various characters. So it's mm-hmm. not like when you get hired, you check a box that says, I'm an artist or I'm capable no. of doing this. It's... We'll train you and you, you have to apply for it kind of thing? Yes, exactly. And there's mm-hmm. typically a waiting period because it's, it's, people want to do it. So I think that it's not it's not about like only certain people can do it. It's just that they have to be able to train you on it. Yeah. And um, Trust they, that you can go out there and do it the right yeah, way. Represent yeah, represent the right way. And they're actually trained through like, um, it's like the Animation Academy or... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Imagineering. I mean, it's legitimate legitimate art they're yeah. not just fussing around with some no it's trash. not like when i draw you know stick people <laughs> yeah, on the right. ground <laughs> or what james draws when he usually draws something what? anytime you give him chalk what do i draw you can all imagine what he draws a mickey mouse yeah uh-huh. exactly yeah so yeah there is often a lengthy waiting period um <laughs> but additionally yes the images that they work with are specifically chosen through a partnership between Walt Disney Imagineering and the Animation Academy. Now, I've also noticed that the water art specifically, it seems to me that they have like a, a special broom. Oh, totally. Yes. It's not like a useful trash sweeping broom, right? No, it's, it's like a, not. It's, it's for like a, that. 
a synthetic brush broom, but they tie the end of it to yeah. create like a point. Yeah. Like a brush. It yeah. looks like a paintbrush. It looks that's like a paintbrush. Dipped in paint. It's like a witch's broom turned into a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it in my head. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So okay, so what do they? I wonder how like what? How does that work? Because it, it's that that custodian, that cast member, is is on a mission to go do that in that moment. They grab their brush that's for painting Mickey Mouse's with water. And then they grab the water and they go and do it. And like, I'm going to go put on a show. And people crowd around. We've all done it and mm-hmm. watched it. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a point in their shift where they go from changing the liners in the in the bathrooms and spraying down the mirrors and whatever they do normally to like, okay, now for the next hour, I'm going to go make water Mickey Mouse's across the park. I think it's like if you're keeping up, I'm, I don't know. But from what I gathered, it's like you have your tasks that you have to do in your yep. zone. Yep. And if you're caught up then and you, go do that. you find a good moment to do it, right. you could bust that out. Go inspire some magic for an hour. Yep. Yeah. Man. And not, maybe not even an hour for 10 minutes. That's yep. probably long enough. Totally. I, I mean, I, it's one of my favorite. It's always been one of my favorite things, but it's uh, it's up there. Like top five favorite things at the park. I'll never forget the first time so I cool. saw it happen. Oh, yeah. We were in DCA, kind mm-hmm. of over by Ariel. Yep. And it was like, what? <laughs> yes. It's, what? it's so good. And it's so well done. I mean, it, we, you have to keep making that point. Yeah. It's well, not, and it's cool because they're doing it on the sidewalk. So it dries. It dries within a matter of like seconds. Yeah, it's yeah. 90 degrees out. You see it and then it's gone. There's it's no gone. evidence it was ever there. It's a precious or they do the, right there, the leaf, right time. Mickey Mouse's. Yep. I mean, yep. it's going to blow away. Or? Yeah. You get to be a part of it. If yep. you happen to be there at, in that moment, and which no makes one else it does. even more special and precious. Yeah, exactly. So what have we seen? We've seen I've seen like tree leaves, uh-huh. like crumply brown leaves. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen popcorn. DCA. Seen really? Popcorn. Yeah. Oh my god. I was gonna say I think I've seen trash. Someone must have spilled a thing of popcorn, and instead of getting rid of it right away, That's they turned right. it into a Mickey head. That's adorable. Okay, I've seen that. Have we seen trash? Is that like an act? Do they actually like take? pieces of stuff and make I would it imagine no I, probably not because then there's trash on the ground yeah yeah because then it's gonna blow away so water leaves flowers, flowers. flowery stuff in animal kingdom and popcorn mm-hmm. yeah that sounds about right is it always mickey mouse no mouse? there's a lot of different characters but they're all specifically chosen and trained individually on but of the three of us, have you seen anything that's not Mickey or Minnie? Donald. I've saw, I've seen Donald as the water thing, but I've only ever seen them sweep things into Mickey's. Yes, correct. That's the same with me. Doesn't mean I haven't seen Donald. I just don't remember it, but I can't yeah. remember. Yesterday. I mean, I've heard people doing like Simba and Stitch and mm. all oh, different yeah, yeah. characters. That sounds right. Okay. Cute. So uh, apparently this one um, thing I read said that this street art dates back to at least 2009 in the U.S., but that it originally was something that Tokyo Disneyland did. Hmm. Oh. So they started doing it, and then the ops manager for Magic Kingdom was like, hey, we could do that too. Cool. So they brought it over. and Very cool. Get to enjoy that. Okay, just one little personal story from somebody who was a custodial cast member who did the water art. Mm-hmm. She said... I gotta say, at first I was doing it because it was more fun than, you know, cleaning, but then I realized how much guests really liked it. I cried on my last day working because I drew Minnie Mouse for a little girl who hugged me to say thank you because she didn't speak English. Aww. Jeez. That's very cute. It's the language of love. Wow. <laughs> was that the end of your... That was okay. the end of that part, yeah. Well, so speaking of hugging cast members yes uh there is a now retired but i'm it, i never got a chance to see it but it was a talking trash can named push oh. and he lived at all of the parks i think wait did we no one saw that i've that never seen no. i've never seen it i don't think i've ever like seen a video of it or anything i think you're about to so push the hmm. talking trash can was a radio controlled robot that made daily rounds through Tomorrowland at Disneyland and California Adventure. Oh, my God. It was also in Hong Kong, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disneyland, and at Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom. What? 
What? Uh, it's adorable. Yeah. He was a flirt. I'm sure he was. Who um, wouldn't be? There are stories of him asking for hugs from pretty girls. <laughs> um, he asked one woman if she had had, if Tinkerbell had sneezed on her because she had the pixie dust in her hair. Oh my Aww. gosh. Um, Wait, did you give a, a date range? Um, when was it? I didn't yet, but it was from February of 1995 till February of 2014. Oh. Um when it was at one point the focus of a grassroots effort to elect him as mayor of Tomorrowland. <laughs> I got my vote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on February 10th, 2014, despite a social media campaign, particularly on Twitter, using the hashtag save push, push the talking trash can was retired at Walt Disney World. Aww. I don't know when it was retired at Disneyland, but it doesn't give any information about that without me digging further, and that's not the kind of person that I am. Sure, of course. <laughs> so I don't have that. Um, but there's Man. a Facebook page, um, Save Push the Talking Trash Can. There's also um, Push the Talking Trash Can Harassed Me Facebook page. <laughs> there are very few um, actual posts on that one. Aww. But, yeah, I mean... He grabbed my butt, kind of things like that. Oh my gosh. The, the thing is, oh it's a trash gosh. can with no limbs. Yeah. It looks just like the trash cans in Tomorrowland. Yeah, I'm looking at it right and now. And the reason his name is Push is because of the push on the little flappy thing to put your garbage in. And it talked. It was radio controlled, and there was someone saying things to the people it was walking around. So it was having conversations with you. Yeah. Excuse me, I just burped into the mic. Um,. And then, so that is Push. He was adorable. Um, he's gone. Bring back Push. Bring back Push. It's funny, all the posts of like, we found Push or a picture with yeah. a, a, a person and Push, it's all nothing past 2014. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's a lot of posts Aww. with people hugging a trash can that basically are like, if you know, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you don't understand why this child is hugging a trash can, then you just don't know. Yeah. Um, I love that. Oh. So if I th see one of those in Tomorrowland, I'm going to hug it for a picture. Absolutely, and just pretend that was Push. Yeah. Of course. And there's also a bunch of pictures. If you search Push, pictures of just random, like kind of beat up, dirty trash cans around the park, like, you know, of random trash can in Tomorrowland with like ketchup slimed down the side of it. Yeah. Push, is that you? You've really let yourself go, buddy. <laughs> Why are you in the bushes, buddy? <laughs> um, so there's a similar character known as Pippa, the talking what? recycling bin. What? At Disney's Animal Kingdom, what? appearing at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Uh, he encourages guests to recycle and a character named Wes Palm, a talking palm tree. What? Yeah, to our Florida folks, please uh, chime in on this. And I don't know, know if those are still active or if I am just reading old information. But either way, Pippa and Wes Palm. Son of a gun. Yeah. Son of a bee sting. Son of a bee sting. That's great, sir. So one other little thing that we started to talk about last week and decided to hang on to it for this week was not Disneyland specific, but at, the, at Walt Disney World. There's so much space to cover that the custodians actually have to carry an iPhone with like basically an app and they get dings when they're near a trash can that needs to be emptied. I did not look further into it to find out what that means exactly. And how it works. But the trash cans must have some sort of like a monitoring system That's what in I'm them wondering. that let people they let the custodians know when like they're full, too full or heavy and whoever's or closest to the trash can has to take it oh, wow. and there's so smart. there's different like uh evacuation routes through the whole <laughs> park yeah. where you can quickly grab a trash can or a trash bag and get it out of view dude asap especially there it because we were just there it's so big yes it's so by the way to, uh, to kind of add to your point of how big and different Walt Disney World is. I just saw something recently. It was a map of it was a map of the San Francisco like city proper, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, San Francisco and then a map of Walt Disney World and a map of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Disneyland looked like a speck. 
Yeah. It was so small. <laughs> and Walt Disney World was basically A-B comparison with San Francisco. Crazy. Like... I'm not actually surprised. That's insane. The amount of time it took us to get from park to park alone. Yeah. Just insanely large. Obviously, I'm talking about the land the whole thing, they not own. The, not yeah. just the parks not the proper. Park. Yeah. Right. But even that, between the Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, I might include like the water parks and all that crap. Just those four yeah. main ones, huge. And Disney Springs. And Disney Springs. That's right. Yeah. Yipes. I just wanted right. to mention real quick that there is also, when you look into waste management at the parks, you'll hear about the AVAC, which is an automated vacuum collection system that was kind of proposed in, I think it was like 1969, that was going to be part of Walt's Epcot idea of this ideal city. Mm-hmm. And it would be a series of tunnels that would, you know, you that would collect and like vacuum shoot God, trash. Like Elon Musk. To grab. be, uh, what is that called? Vacuumed or uh, compacted. Compacted, compacted and incinerated. She was clamping her yeah, hand at like us Pac-Man. like a duck. Yeah. And I was like, I know what this word is. Anytime I think of compacted. trash compaction, I think of the Star Wars scene. They're yeah. about to die. It's very upsetting. Compacted. That's it. Star okay. Wars scene? Uh, yeah. They're Star in the Wars, trash yeah. compactor. Wars, oh, yeah. I'm thinking Toy Story. Oh, that's even Ooh, Wally. worse. Holding hands. Wally. Oh, and Wally. And Wally. Yeah. So, yeah, they were like, this is going to revolutionize waste management all the world over. Wait a second. Not to interrupt you, Ash. You just talked about a cute little talking trash can, robots and stuff. Why have they never had a Wally? I don't know. You were a looking little... at the wall behind me, and I looked up to try and find what yeah, you were like, going to talk about and realized you were just staring at the I'm looking, I'm just staring space. at this angry space. Yeah, got it. How... How have they never done that, man? The I don't little know. rolling Wally pushing trash together. It would be so cute. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> don't like this. Uh. So, anyways, okay. it was gonna revolutionize the world. Yeah, man. Gonna take the world by storm. Turns out, only a few places in Europe ended up uh, instituting it, including mm. in Sweden in the seventies. Um, and then one other place, Roosevelt Island in New York, has their own AVAC system, and um, that's. Cute. Those two places, so Walt Disney World and Roosevelt Island in New York, are the only two places that have this trash tube system. Ugh. It costs a million dollars to do. It's two miles of underground um, in the Utilidor tunnels. There are 16 collection points throughout the park. Whoa. And trash is flying at 60 miles per hour through 20-inch pipes to a central collection area. Wait, where so how, is it, how does it move? You said it was like a vacuum suction yeah. thing? Like, yeah, like the, the bank world? tubes. Yeah, like the, yeah, bank, like the tubes. bank tubes, but with trash. But with bags. trash. Yeah. Whoa, that's so cool. So it's all flying at 60 miles per hour into a central collection area where it's compressed and incinerated. And Whoa. I just like this little comment that the system proved its metal on Thanksgiving when it processed 56,000 pounds of trash. My Ugh. God. I mean, do you think that that would get like clogged up and stuff at some point? Yeah, it's it's expensive. It's So in a lot of ways, it's very, very... Um, successful Mm -hmm. and Europe does use it a lot more than we do but it's expensive to set up yeah as you would imagine it's a lot of infrastructure and you got to get it right well and you kind of got to do it when you're building yes you can't really go back (laughs) and do it so it wouldn't really make sense for Disneyland to do it built in 55 and just a quick note about their sustainability plans um since 2009 Disney's operated under this long-term vision to achieve zero waste in their operations um so they said they sent less waste to landfills in 2019 than in 2014, which, mm-hmm. despite their tremendous growth in operations. Tremendous growth, yeah. And they are um, planning to achieve zero waste to landfills for all operated and owned parks and resorts by 2030. Because it's okay. just because they deal with their own waste. Yep. It's not that they wouldn't create that waste. Right. They just are going to deal, deal with, with it, it themselves. Yep. They don't off- yeah. Cite it somewhere. It's not just getting dumped somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's all stuff that the Disney company has to take seriously. Because mm-hmm. when these parks are so big and so impactful for the areas in which they're at, I mean, the Anaheim area, it's not just like they need Disneyland for the economy. They do. But it's also like when we expand something, 
the city has to vote on it because mm-hmm. now they need to build another freeway entrance mm-hmm. and a bridge and a pedestrian walkway and the whole thing. It, it matters a lot. They need to get on board with compostable stuff yeah. so that they can compost it all. Wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. Oh my like, God. All those paper cups and plastic How do you do it, They're not doing straws anymore, but it's still just... How would you do that, though? You just have to invest in more expensive Really big composting facilities, which they are starting to do. But I'm saying, don't you need the customers, the the patrons, to go along with this? No, because you would be... like, Let's say that you're going to get a pretzel. They're going to give it to... Oh, they just give it to you in a paper compostable place. Well, even already now, the... When they give you a churro, they wrap it in that little wax thing. Yep. Yes. And that's it. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't yep. need to be wax. Hand it to you in a, a paper napkin. Rice yeah. paper. That napkin is <laughs> totally. now compostable. Yeah. No problems. Even that little waxy paper is probably compostable in a commercial hot it's, enough It's a compost, tough place for them but... to be because they, they are a vacation destination. Yeah. And you get a lot of complainy, well, stupid thing is, people. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even notice. They wouldn't know. I, know. I yeah. wouldn't care. Have you ever eaten off of a... Like compostable yeah. fork, okay. it's plastic. It's fine. It's whatever. You would never know. You'll never know. Yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, it would cost them more for sure. Yep. But it's not mm. like they can't afford it. Yeah. And honestly, they probably get so much flack from people about the amount of garbage that they produce yeah. that they would probably get people off their backs and encourage people who are anti-Disney just for that reason. Oh yeah. To support them. Yeah. Or yeah. at least not. Anti. Just gunning for them all the time. Yeah. There was a yeah. ton of stuff in their like long range planning that I didn't even like get into because I wanted to focus mostly on the custodial staff. Mm-hmm. But like that could be its own deep dive one day because there's such crazy programs. Well, yeah. Place. And before we started the recording, we wanted to mention there's there's so much more to this because like, like you you mentioned, we wanted to focus more on the people aspect of it and like the culture of it. But there is so much more to this. Like for example, we're gonna revisit what they do with the water there. Like you said earlier, Ashley, that they drain Splash Mountain. Well, you know what they do with that water? They store it in a giant room underneath the attraction. That's a real thing that we just read about. So insane. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much of that. So um, this has been super fascinating for me. Like just, just dissecting and doing a deep dive on all the ancillary maintenance and the stuff that you don't really think about. You just don't think about it when you're there. Yeah, you wonder, how do they do that? But right. then your brain immediately shuts off and goes, ooh, a churro. Fast pass, incredible. Ooh, ooh, pixie dust. Yeah. <laughs> um, Magic. I had a couple things to contribute here. Um, so, just a couple, that's it. There is, oddly enough, a podcast. Did we cover this? We did oh, not, yes. but everyone check out The Sweep Spot. Yeah, The Sweep Spot. Former Disneyland cast members talking Disneyland. Two former Disneyland custodial cast members uh, talking Disneyland history, interviews, and current events. Plus, authors of two book cleaning the kingdom volumes one and two. Cute. Yeah, they're pretty well known in the whole yeah, Disneyland it community. Seems like a pretty mm-hmm. big show. Yeah, they're great. They have a million guests on. Yep. I mean, just shut our freaking podcast off and go listen to theirs because they are a wealth of knowledge on this. Or listen to both. It's true. And then uh, just a quick little mention. There's a, an LA Times article from May of 2010. So it's a while ago. But again, it's all like same stuff applies. And it says, um, uh, when the last Jungle Cruise boat docks for the night and lights fade to black on Sleeping Beauty's castle, the real work begins. Um, and just some of the stuff that goes on. At Lush Pixie Hollow, gardeners don miners' headlamps as they begin uprooting stubborn weeds. On Main Street, custodians scrape chewing gum off the sidewalk. And over at Mickey's Toontown, painters sand and recoat shipped handrails. And it goes on from there. Just like that the cats emerge from their hiding places. To prowl, I'm so excited to see cats again there. Yes. To prowl the park after I was stalking rodents. Welcome to the dark side of Disneyland. And then it goes Cute. on from there. About all of the 85 acre park that needs all the, the cleaning. And Did you know? That they don't sell gum anywhere on a Disney property. I know. Including the gas stations around Walt Disney World that are yeah. like on Disney property. They don't sell gum. Minimize that problem. That. And peanuts with shells. They don't. Interesting. They also don't do that. Okay. Here's a fun little tidbit. Not custodial, but just more of this kind of stuff. Um, this is, again, a, a while back. But when this was written, three workers 
are responsible solely for repairing and replacing the 800 umbrellas, 25,000 chairs, and about 7,000 tables in the restaurants and snack bars in Disneyland and neighboring California Adventure Park. Say those numbers one more time. So this was written 11 years ago. Okay. Three workers, yep. three cast members are responsible solely for repairing and replacing the 800 umbrellas, 25,000 chairs, and about 7,000 tables in the restaurants, snack bars, Disneyland, and DCA. There's three wow. of us. Can you imagine us being responsible? Like, that's our I entire job. No. Get I, this. I couldn't do that for, like, a oh, school. Oh, no. I know. That is that is their job. Mm-hmm. That's all they do. They focus on those amount of numbers I just told you mm-hmm. of umbrellas, chairs, and tables. I mean, and when you think about it, of course there has to be the Navy SEAL crew for just that. Right. Like, that's all they do. <laughs> that's their specialty. What do you do at Disneyland? Oh, oh I'm a... I'm a chair guy. I'm a chair guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. when I worked at, like, the Portland Art Museum, I, very briefly, a couple of months I worked at the Portland Art Museum here in town, and I wasn't part of the catering staff. I was part of the setup crew. Uh-huh. The setup crew, all we did was set up tables and chairs. Right. To a diagram that the client asked for, like to an inch, <laughs> yeah. like inch off the wall here. And there were three of you. And there was three of us. <gasps> Full-time three for people. For a tiny little museum. Tiny <laughs> museum. Crazy. And again, we didn't set up any of the buffets, nothing nope. to do with the catering. Nope. None All we linens, do is tables and just chairs. Just tables and chairs <laughs> all day. This <laughs> is there for about two months. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Four, and again, this was 11 years ago, four certified divers collect submerge trash and make repairs on water attractions yes. like finding Nemo and the Jungle Cruise. Yep. And so again, you know, when we go home after a long day at the park, our head is just full of sugar and magic and we're exhausted. But the lights go out and then that happens. Right. The chair guy comes out. The, <laughs> the divers start putting on their thing and swimming underwater. And the mining lamps. The mining lamp weirdos. Pixie Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I so love cool. it. I mean... We'll have yeah. to do a deep dive on the maintenance side of things too, because I kept like veering in that oh, direction, yeah. going, "Nope, nope, nope, nope." nope. We're doing That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I want to cover the water maintenance side. What else was there? We did landscaping. Um, maybe we could do like transportation, uh-huh. like the trams, the buses. Yeah. Parking garage cast members. There, I mean, there's whole cast members that never even go inside the park. Right. They never even get past the garage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man! What a place. That was really fun. Really fun. I, I I hope this has been fun for you guys listening too, because you know we didn't want to like get too bogged down in the weeds and too boring with the, the details. But man, if you're a Disney Park fan, I, I can't imagine this is not entertaining, or at least interesting on some level. Yeah, it is for me. Don't worry, we'll be back to talking about farts in no time. Oh yeah. All right, we would like to offer up some recommendations. Um, I'm gonna kick it off with the most inappropriate not child safe um recommendation if this is porn again sarah it's not <laughs> don't worry okay uh, I was hoping it was. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask for recommendations for that from your sister just ever okay got it we're too close i forget sometimes you're my sister <laughs> like, too. god damn it <laughs> um uh, no it's an instagram page called drunk people doing things oh yeah and if you're not already following them and you so want to just see some absolute lunacy, it, it's it oh, never yeah. fails to make me giggle. Yeah. Um, and it's good innocent stuff because some of them are like a little too mean. People falling yeah, and hurting yeah. themselves and no, stuff. Most of these are just people being recorded by their friends while they're very <laughs> drunk. Yes. And it's usually funny. Most of the time they are clean enough and mm-hmm. all of that. It's just, it's so funny. I, I yeah, love it are so absurd. much. Yeah, I mean, it's a that's a good that's a good recommendation because it's good to remember how silly life can be. Yeah, well, and if you've ever been in that position, oh, yeah. and we all I have. wish someone had recorded me. <laughs> I, you know, there's been plenty <laughs> of times not. in my life where I'm like, I wonder just how ridiculous oh, yeah. I was. And, and never to the point of any of these people, though. These people take it to the extreme. I, I sometimes, Sarah, I am so thankful that like social media oh. and yeah all that wasn't around in our day uh-huh Ugh. yeah all those house parties and stuff oh boy yeah. oh boy just dancing with complete yeah no inhibitions at yep. clubs yep. to funk music and and much, 80s much nights worse. and 
Oh, yeah. And I'm Debauchery. real glad that's not happening. Oh, my God. I know these 20-year-old kids. They think they're 20 forever. Right. That's post nope. my whole life Guess what? There. Someday you're going to... You're going to want a job. Be a mother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Your kids are going to find that because it's yeah. out there. <laughs> the PTA meeting groups can right. see that. <laughs> well, luckily, everyone has the same amount of dirt. Totally. And yeah. I, I, I bet it Maybe probably not the evens the same amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kind of break the rules. This isn't quite a recommendation. It's more of a, I'm going to use this opportunity to give a shout out. Okay. And that is to Katie Cooper. Mm, Yes. Katie is someone that I met at a Starbucks here in town. And uh, everyone knows me around the the Starbucks regional district (laughs) as the Disney guy. And I freak, I go to uh, Starbucks at Disneyland. I go to Starbucks every day. At least at least five to six days a week. Yeah. At, this is my office now, especially now I'm completely working for myself. I'm one of those guys I need to get out of the house to work. So I go to Starbucks every day. And, you know, I've met a few, a few Starbucks employees that, you know, maybe they're wearing something Disney related or we just start talking about it. And now we're Disney buds. That's, there's a few of them out there. Mm-hmm. They've like bought in a shirt. They listen to the pod. Katie's something special because she got into it and she got really into it. Yeah. Now she listens to the podcast. Her her little boy, Lincoln, who I met the other day, the most adorable kid I've ever met. When I saw him, <laughs> this is what he was wearing. He was wearing blue slacks, red suspenders, a, um, I think a, an Avenger, oh no, some kind of Avengers shirt, I, I do believe. Uh-huh. Then a Marvel mask, Spider-Man slip-ons. Yes. And he has like wavy, beautiful red hair. And he's just a firecracker. <laughs> he walked in like like our cat Una, just like owns the place. He pushed the door open in front of his dad, walked in, sized up the whole place. And I remember thinking, <laughs> that kid is hilarious. And then I saw the swap off. Yes. She got off work. The cat, the, the dad handed the kid over to her. So now I'm like, oh, it's her kid. This makes That's so Katie's much sense. It's Katie's kid. Yeah. Cause, and of course I knew it was her. Because what was her mask? A Mickey mask. Right. Yeah. And she she walked right up to me and said hi. And anyway, we we talked for a long time. They're they're planning a cruise. They're going to Walt Disney World at some point later. Um, yeah. So I just want to say hi because people like that are literally the reason we started all this. And um, yeah. So community and Disney people are the best. Totally. I love that you gave him one of our podcast oh, yeah. business cards, and he goes, "Wow." Wow. Like I like had given him a million dollars. This is those people that mommy listens to. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Wow. So well, uh, shout out I to I have you. not met you yet, Katie, but I hope to. And, yeah, uh, she, well, she said she feels like she knows us, yeah. which is so funny. Yeah. Awesome. But that's how it is when you listen to podcasts, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that was, was funny because I was like, yeah, um, we got these shirts coming out. She's like, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I go, yeah, and then we're going to Disneyland in July. She's like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Idiot. I know. Duh. <laughs> listen to podcast. My animal hero of the week is a an intersex goat that lives in the in the area. Yes. Wow. His or her their name is Stetson. Mm-hmm. And this is uh so my mom knows Stetson's owner, mom. Um, and she I don't remember how they know each other, yeah. but they're very close and she adores Stetson. Your my mom, mom does. does. And my mom oh. hates goats. Oh. She worked at the Oregon Zoo in the goat pen oh that's all right the goats and let <laughs> me tell you her for... she hates goats I love and goats. she <laughs> loves stetson and so he I, i'm not seeing a bunch on instagram anymore he used to have a more robust instagram and facebook page i don't know if you can find him i'll post pictures of him because i it's have a great them. name for a goat mm-hmm. um but he just had surgery this week it was like a i don't know what's gonna happen because he was not feeling good they were not feeling good i don't know yes. he's intersex um <laughs> So a lot of complications due to being intersex. And then there was a massive ball of crap inside of his stomach, uh, twine, dog ropes, all (laughs) kinds of crap just in there that they took out during this surgery. And it sounds like he'll be coming home any moment now. So say a prayer for little Stetson. Oh, Stetson. And his poor mama. Oh, my gosh. So, how? I mean, how do you know... I guess it's probably pretty obvious an intersex mammal like that, right? Like how 
what, what really defines that? A new I wonder. idea. I, I think know. a little of column A and a little of column B. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's what I would imagine. Yeah, I guess. As I sit here and ponder the genitalia of a goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now we're back on track. Yeah, That's I was trying right. to avoid that. And we're back. Back. Garbage people Garbage in the people. house. <laughs> Pondering the genitalia of a goat. As one does. Hey, we started a whole brand around a goat. Well. That's it. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> Just flat. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See See you real soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week. <laughs>